What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast, episode number six. Very, very excited for this cast today because we have a very special guest to come on. And this is actually going to be the first time so far that we've had guests that this person does not actually have a fitness background. So I'm very excited for you all to hear the perspective that's going to come out of this man's mouth. Accomplished individual I have, as always, on here. Um, would love for you to introduce yourself, sir, so you can give the people a little background on who exactly you are. Yes, I am Mike Keslack of 41st Casanova Productions. I do want to say that I appreciate you having me on today and that that is probably the nicest way that you have said so far to me that I have no fitness background. Up until this point, it's been like <laughs> no knowledge, no, you know, nothing to do with fitness, no health, no anything. But I think that that is the most polite way that you've said it so far. So I appreciate that. No, no, it's fine. Like, it's true. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> At least now it doesn't hurt inside when you say it. So that's good. Oh, man. Mike's a, Mike's a very, very close friend of mine. Um, and I've uh, been excited for him to come on recently because he's someone, again, like he's, I've had people on that are trainers that have exercise, you know, therapy backgrounds, whatever it is, brand athlete. Um, I'm kind of like a wannabe athlete. Uh, Mike, on the other hand, though, is really like, you're, like your average like best friend that, that you'd have that well, maybe like wants to work out and things like that, but it's not like he has this huge background in exercise. Um, and so before we dive deep into that, Mike, I'd love for you to give perspective on exactly some of the things that you do. Now, for those of you who don't know, he does just so happen to be the brains behind and helps and runs uh, one of the fastest growing multimedia production companies in the New England area, soon to be the country. Uh, but what comes along with that, he can give a little insight into his actual career. Yeah. So again, 41st Casanova Productions, we're a multimedia production company based out of Northern Mass. And yeah, I mean, we... For a while, it's been just a lot about focusing on that. And we work with a lot of different artists. And, you know, as you know, we have a TV show, What Is Your Pregame, which I'm pumped for. Uh, and, you know, just a lot of different endeavors. And there's been so much time where it's been focused on pushing the career further and growing that, that I think I've shifted away from a lot of health stuff because it hasn't necessarily been a priority. Um, but, I mean, I can talk more about that or 41st that's up to that's up to you uh well i'd love for you to give a little insight into uh, like 41st yeah right? okay like, what's your cool. day-to-day -day yeah look like because obviously when i say like you have no fitness background yeah 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 um not that you don't like do anything i just hit keys um, and for press those buttons listen, for those listening the show he's talking about what is your pregame like you can give insight into like the network like just the the yeah. magnitude of what that show actually okay. is yeah definitely um again so i want to i guess before jumping into the show um you know, what is your pregame? Um, sorry, before jumping into what is your pregame? Uh, 41st, again, is a multimedia production company. So we try to be a one-stop shop for everybody, whether it's, again, an artist, a small business, a company, uh, you know, commercials, whatever it may be. And we have, it, it's kind of grown to more than just a business, which I'm really excited for because it's become a community and it's become a family. I mean, you know that, you're part of it. Sure. You know, you're part of the 41st fam, if you want to say. Yeah. And uh and yeah, it's, it's just, it's really cool to kind of see this group of just different people who want to create art and collaborate and just do what they love doing for a living and just do that. 
So that's been kind of what I've been wanting to push for a while. And now we're starting to get at that point. But on the you know side of work, quote unquote, because it doesn't feel like work. Of um, <laughs> what you do, it never feels like work. That's everybody. right. That's right. Not a day. And um, which is cool because sometimes I forget about that, which is, again, we'll get to it in a little bit, but difficult to prioritize, you know, quote unquote, real life things sure. rather than stuff for, you know, 41st. Um, but yeah, but the show in itself, it's kind of, it's funny that we're, you know, that you've had athletes on before me or more uh, people who are active or more into the health industry, uh, because what is your pregame focuses on some of the top athlete CEOs and celebrities within the Boston area mm -hmm. uh, and in general. And we just talked to them about their pregame and it's hosted by the former Red Sox player, Sam Horn. Uh, and we are excited to be on our second season on NBC Sports Boston. Uh, and our second episode is actually coming up this weekend. So we just got booked on to, and this isn't really public too much on social media, but we have 24 episodes this season and we are going to be going. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And we're going to be going until about the end of October. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank so you. But again, I do have to shout out my team because my team with Jerry and Dan on the immediate team and then Mikey and Sam Harrington as our audio and graphic designers, like 41st is a team of people and it's not just me. But I, so I do want to say that. Awesome. Yeah. Making moves. So we're talking about big business right here. Trying. <laughs> Trying. Yeah, man. So now career-wise, that's growing. Yep. And Mike recently got in touch with me because he had wanted to change his entire health around. Now, this is at one of the crossroads in his life where he's never been more busy, I would say, with everything he has going on with 41st. A lot of new projects. He just came back. Where did you just travel to? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Just came yes. back from Missouri. Yeah. Um, was there for a few days. Um, so at such a pivotal moment in his career right now and with his company, he really decided that instead of what many people do, which is, you know, they work very hard in, in their career to build that up. Maybe they have a family, maybe they have other things going on in their personal lives. But oftentimes what we've seen with that, I think everyone can think of someone like that. Uh, this could fall into this is they'll neglect their health. They'll focus on everything but themselves. And I'm curious um, why for someone like yourself, why did you decide to flip the script on that and, and double down on actually taking care of yourself? And before you get into that, maybe you can give some insight into certain health um, limitations that you have had and how that's helped facilitate what you're doing right now. Uh, definitely. So I'm going to try to keep this as, I guess, concise as possible. Um, but I've had what's called severe oral allergy syndrome since about the age of seven. So I'm actually allergic to all raw fruits, vegetables, and nuts. Yeah. Um, again, so I can't have, like, I can't have an apple, but I can have apple pie, but that's like, <laughs> that's the example that I like to use. Things. And then there are worse <laughs> things to, you know, to have. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's always been a huge struggle for me to try to eat healthy. Uh, and again, I mean, they say that your body changes every seven years and I would go back, get allergy tests and nothing would change. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got left in the spot where it was very difficult. And then about three and a half years ago, I want to say, yeah, at the end of 2014, um, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of 2014, I, uh, something started happening with my heart. Um, now my whole life, I thought that I had exercise induced asthma as well, which has restricted me with working out and actually being active, even though I really enjoyed, you know, playing baseball when I was a kid and playing basketball and, and football, but I was never on a team. They were always pickup games. Um, but you know, there was always something that restricted me and I was always told it was asthma. 
And then as I started working out more, um, I started feeling these pains in my heart and my chest. And at one point I ended up going in for testing. And then while I was in for testing, um, I got admitted to the hospital. Um, I got sent to the ER, I got admitted to the hospital. And then they told me that there's something wrong with my heart. They just don't know what. So months and months go by and it's just testing after testing after testing and they can't figure out what it is, which, you know, isn't a great on the wallet. Um, because I found myself in a bunch of debt on top of student loans, you know how it goes, but on top of student loans and, uh, a bunch of debt with no answers. Uh, which is very unfortunate. And the only thing that they could give me was that there was an irregularity in my heart when I exercised. <clears throat> and that was very discouraging. And at that point, they are like, yeah, you're going to need to calm down on working out, try to maybe walk uh, and try to eat healthier, even though you can't eat healthy, try. And uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. So now I'm limited with what I can eat and I'm limited with being able to work out. So how do I even stay healthy? So it was weird because over the next few years, um, I kind of didn't do much. And I started putting on a decent amount of weight and I started being very unhappy with myself, more of not just with how I looked, but with how I felt. And I think that that's obviously the most important part because I would be, and it started to really affect my work too. Because, you know, if I'm, let's say at a live show or if I'm somewhere else and I'm holding a camera for X amount of time, and if I'm getting fatigued within the first 10 minutes, or something, then, you know, that's, I, I can't do my job. I can't, you know, do what I'm, I'm paid there, paid there, whatever, what I'm there to do. I can't, yeah. I can't actually do what I'm doing. And sometimes these are eight, 10, 12 plus hours. Yes. They're, they're long shoot days. Yeah. Like an eight hour day is like a short day for yeah. that. You know, I've done like 15 to 16 hour shoot days and you know, it, it, uh, it gets crazy. And like when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone and it's really, it, it's really cool. Cause then I forget about everything else. But when I'm constantly active and constantly, let's say, holding a camera or, you know, running around or whatever, I'll, I'll start to feel that. And that, that was starting, that's what really kind of kickstarted things a little bit for me when I realized that I needed to do something for, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I needed to do something for that. Yeah. Uh, because that, like, my health and everything else, like, that was, for some reason, that was one thing. Once it started affecting my career, I was like, all right, well, we got to do something. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I ended up getting to the point, oh, and one thing, which is going to sound very superficial, but, uh, I started being restricted on what I could wear. I didn't have any clothes. <laughs> I know that's going to sound really dumb, but I, I mean, I just put up a snap recently and I think that you might've saw it yesterday. Maybe I did with, the shirt. with the shirt, I bought it. I put on a shirt yesterday for the first time. I bought it maybe nine months ago yeah. and I felt like shit when I put it on because I, it was from an artist who I follow. I ordered some merch. I got the merch. I put it on and I was like, you fat shit. I was like, what is this? I was like, you look like a fat fuck, right? I was like, what are you doing? And I ordered like six shirts cause they were on sale and not one of them fit. And I was like, well, this is dumb. I just dropped like $70 on stuff that I can't wear. Like looking at yourself in the mirror like, you like, fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I'm literally just looking at myself like, well, this is very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go home. Oh, I am home. All right. I'm going to cry a little. So anyways, and then I just, I grabbed onto my pacifier filled with coffee and carried on my day. So anyways, I put that shirt on for the first time the other day and, uh, or first time yesterday and it fit beautifully. And I, I looked at myself and I was like, you know what? I would sleep with you right now. That's what I did. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I would sleep with you. And then that's how I knew that I felt good. So anyways, uh, so back, back onto the point for first time in a while. Yes. Um, so back to around the new year, 
Um, my girlfriend Kim, you know her. Yeah. Uh, she shout, her, out shout out to Kim, um, who helps make a lot of the food that I eat now. So I can't even say that it's all me. Uh, I, yep, you gotta have that Kim put. I'm a child. Um, so, so she, uh, her and her roommates were going to try going vegan to try to like just go on like a diet, lose some weight. Even though, again, diets are um, what I've come to the realization of: diets shouldn't be a thing. It should be a lifestyle change rather than a diet. And, um, and so they wanted to go on this to try to, you know, just feel better. And, and I looked at her and I'm like, good luck, have fun. Right. I was like, that, that sucks because of all the stigmas yeah. with, you know, being like, vegan. vegan. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go find yourself a vegan boyfriend. Um, so, so I, uh, you know, so I was like, all right, well, good luck. And then at that time I met up with, uh, with this guy, um, who I, uh, he was from, I think it's pure movement. Um, and he, he's this, he's this good dude. I'll drop his name in a little bit. I'll look it up. Um, cause I'm spacing at the moment, but I met with him because I, it was recommended cause he's more of a, um, focused on like herbs and like, uh, holistics and sure. I'm probably saying wrong things. Cause as you said, I don't have a health background. Um, uh, but natural <laughs> remedies, natural remedies. Yes. Rather than instead of treating, curing. Okay. So yeah, instead of the traditional thing that you would see from doctors where they try to treat a problem, yeah. he focuses on trying to cure it yeah. from within the body and naturally. And, you know, I met, I met with him and he, uh, I sat down and, you know, he was a really, really good dude. And he kind of talked to me and within five minutes, I just kind of, he pretty much knew what was up with like my heart and it was pretty much going back to my allergies. So from my allergies, uh, in the years and years of the types of foods that I consumed, it eventually ended up having a toll on like my adrenal glands and a couple of other things. And then my heart. And again, since I'm not knowledgeable and stuff, he broke down a lot better than I could or than I can right now. And he yeah. said it, that was very clear to me. And uh, that kind of hit me and I was like, oh, wow, I should probably uh, change some of the stuff that I eat or see if I can. And it was a good timing for Kim to be doing this. And uh, him and I were going to work on some stuff and go through like some detoxes. But at the time, just I couldn't give up that much time with traveling. I knew that I was going to California soon mm -hmm. and then Missouri coming up and stuff with the show. And I was like, I can't put my body on the DL for that long. So yeah, um, so I just decided to join Kim because she found some foods like some meatless meats. And I'm, I was a big meat eater, eater before that. And at that time, you know, I tried some of them and I was like, this ain't that bad. Okay. This ain't that bad. And then I started trying a couple other things. And then probably within like a week or two, I was like, all right, cool. I'm nixing out dairy, nixing out meat. And I'm jumping on this whole vegan thing. Now I say that word. I didn't say it for about a month. <laughs> yeah. I did not say the dreaded V word for like a month. And, uh, and I was like, okay, so dude, I got to tell you those first two weeks, it was horrible. Uh, mentally it was, high like these extreme highs and extreme lows mm -hmm. of just i think my body is like just chemistry getting used to this change and this uh i don't know just changing what was going into it and it was bad i was in some weird places well, but well since i could just chime in for a second when you eliminate entire food groups in this sense your body's definitely going to go through many different drastic changes yeah because right? you're completely overhauling and essentially having a paradigm shift of how you've always eaten yeah. the nutrition your body's always had. Yeah. And so that makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. Then that's, and that's what I, you know, that's what I heard. That's what somebody uh, mentioned to me beforehand. Uh, they were saying that, I mean, even the, the guy, he was, he was saying that to me and he was like, Hey, you're going to feel like shit. So, <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, at, but that third week, and I, and I said this to you, I remember talking to you about this on the phone a little while ago, but that third week I started feeling really good. 
And then Kim and I went to the gym. And when I went to the gym, now cardio, I could never do. Oh, and by the way, uh, before this, flashback to the whole testing thing, they found out that I didn't have asthma and that I never had asthma and that it was always my heart. So I thought my whole life that I had asthma and was treating exercise-induced asthma with inhalers and all this other shit didn't do anything. So it was my heart. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, so we go to the gym and we go on to cardio, which is where it really used to affect my heart um, and where I used to stop and I like would throw up and just like feel these sharp pains. Yeah. Um, and I got onto the treadmill and then I started, then I kept going, kept going. And then I went over onto the elliptical Kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And then uh, I didn't stop for a while. I stepped off and then I felt nothing. And it was for the first time in my life that I've never felt any kind of ailment. And it was only three weeks after changing my diet and the food that I was putting into my body. That's awesome. And it That's was, awesome, thanks man. Yeah, no, it was such an emotional like thing for me because again, like since I was seven, you know, like this has been like a thing that has affected me and uh, I almost like, I almost cried in the gym. Like, I'm not, like, not even gonna lie. Like I felt so emotional yeah. that I just didn't want to stop. I wanted to like keep running. I wanted to keep doing this. I, I felt like I could breathe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. It was really freedom. weird. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I felt free from it. And, uh, that, that's a, that's a great way to say it. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I understand that for, you know, the, the V word being vegan isn't like, you know, good for everybody. But I think for, for me making that change and taking those out of my body for what was needed, um, you know, it just, it, it just held me on such an emotional level too, that, you know, even afterwards, I haven't felt like lows since, I mean, everybody goes through highs and lows, but you know, especially when you're, I feel like when you're in an artistic or creative field, yeah. there's this, there's this weird type yeah, yeah. of thing that comes along with it. Um, more of wanting to be like the best version of yourself for possible. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, I haven't felt lows where before I would get into those ruts yeah. casually, maybe once every couple months or once every month, I'd feel like a little low and then come back up. And, but yeah, I haven't felt it since. And again, I think that it has to do with like the chemistry of my body. I have no idea. You know more sure. than me, but, uh, <laughs> well, just to, before you, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. a couple things I just wanted Talking to say, uh, in regards to everything Mike's been saying so far, number one, if you are considering changing your entire, maybe nutrition plan, personal nutrition plan around, uh, or wanting to try new things for your health and wellness, would always recommend consulting your physician first. Just get that. Let me just say that. Okay. Uh, Got to talk to your doctor. Yeah. And and secondly, in no way, shape, or form, in trying to promote veganism, it just so <laughs> happens that yeah. it's working for Mike. Yes. Uh, let me just say, I mean, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a full vegan. Brandon is not vegan either. Protein. Right? Vegan protein. Uses, uses vegan protein. Like we. Yeah. Right, you're not trying to promote veganism. He's just talking about his own experiences. Yep. Um, and so I don't want anyone listening to feel like uh, trying to force feed like a one certain way yeah. of a lifestyle. Like people we have on, they're just giving their own experiences. And here I'm just giving them uh, the outlet for them to do that. And we're just talking about that. Uh, so just wanted to make that like really clear. I'm not trying to like be like, oh, everyone needs to be a vegan for their health. Everyone needs to be on the Tom Brady diet, which I actually do kind of believe. Like, but that's. <laughs> Pliability, <laughs> get on it. Um, I'm trying to get that sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, but yeah, no. That's uh, why yeah. I was saying that. That's why. That's why I was literally saying like it's. You know, it may not 
work. I have the same effect for everybody, but it's, you know, but it's worked for me. And it's difficult when I try to talk to people about it because I try not to come off preachy because there's way too many people that start getting sure. into the, you know, the, the morality and like the, the morals yeah. of, of vegan stuff when it comes to animals and everything else. Gotcha. And like, like I, that's great. Like, I'm not trying to bash that either, but for me, it's specifically a health reason. And it's, you know, for the, my personal being, um, so again, not for everybody and, uh, we're not trying to promote it, but, um, yeah, man. It's working. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Awesome. And not only have I seen physical changes, seen mental changes, and it's just kind of gotten to a point where I feel very productive within my work, uh, within trying to better myself and yeah, just more adventurous. Like I've never been so, what did I say to you before? I've never been so self-disciplined yep. in my life when it comes yep. to food and when it comes to health. That. Yep. Never. So <laughs> Which is awesome. exciting, which I'm I'm glad that, you know, I get to have you by my side too <laughs> to, to help me with a lot of stuff. So um just want to take a quick break. Mm -hmm. I have a couple things to ask you. Yes. Um Brandon's over here on the live stream. Anyone that's that's listening in live streaming, um live episode of episode number six of the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast. If you guys have any questions, please drop them in there. We'll answer them uh between segments. Brandon, if you can just scroll through there, are there any questions? Is anyone saying anything? Uh, First of all, people letting you know you are an athlete, uh, not to downplay your skills. Uh, <laughs> for that. Thank you. No questions yet. No but questions or anything? People uh, so people just, people just consuming, people saying hello. What's yeah. up, everybody? Uh, okay, awesome then. And so, Mike now. Yes. How old are you? I am 25, almost 26. So 25, almost 26 now. Young guy, more or less, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're all young at heart. Exactly. Keep it a youthful spirit. Old as you feel, right? <laughs> this is this is very true. And for someone like Mike, and people around our age, you know, there's uh, I feel like there's a youthification of health and fitness that's happening, where more and more people now, around our age, uh, want to be more mindful of their bodies and taking care of themselves and making yeah. sure that into middle age into latter half parts of their lives that we are still able to do the things that we want to do mm -hmm. uh, that's just something that i believe is going on um would you mind i mean maybe giving a little insight into why it matters so much for you moving forward like taking care of yourself because you i mean you could easily like you could have easily continued doing what you're already doing yeah right and you could have easily used the excuses yeah of like oh i like i have exercise induced asthma i can't do anything mm -hmm. uh you could have easily been like oh i'm closed-minded to to trying something new this is just and, and in some ways having like a victim yeah. type of mentality of your situation mm -hmm. uh, aside from 41st right everything you do you could have easily just kept going on yeah but why like change like where did that come from because plenty of people have serious problems going on with themselves definitely or maybe they have serious health issues with with themselves that they may not even know about yeah or they may feel about it they do, but they haven't addressed yet yeah um and so for anyone listening that maybe has that and isn't as vocal about it outwardly mm -hmm. uh, i think you can talk to them a little bit of course um i actually i said this to a buddy of mine maybe an hour before coming here um because he snapped me in response to that shirt uh, that shirt snap. Yeah. The shirt post and, uh, shout out to Timmy. And I, what did I say? Um, pretty much I came to the realization at some point that my body is my most important investment because it's the only thing that's not replaceable. 
you know, like everything else, like cameras, work, like, like I can't get my body back. Sure. You know, like I can buy a new camera. I can, you know, get more gigs. I can find another girlfriend. I'm just kidding, Kim. I love you. And I, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to, because she's going to kick my ass. But, you know, it's like I can't, <laughs> there's just so many, I don't know. It, like, I feel like the most important thing, and it's, I, as soon as I realized that, I was like, all right, cool. Well, as long as I can focus on that, then uh, everything else around me is pretty much doable. Like, it, it, yeah. like I, that's, that's how I feel. And I was just seeing, I think, other people. And, and honestly, like, there's been different motivations for me from, you know, seeing other things. And as you, I think you said it well that, you know, I could have keep making excuses. And I was making excuses for a long time, especially with the exercise-induced asthma, which is why I was kicking myself in the ass when I realized I didn't have it. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, where, you know, I could have kept going and could have just been like, you know, oh, focus on work, focus on work, focus on work, not focus on anything else. But again, it was like I, the only way for me to be more productive in, you know, what I'm doing is to like feel good about myself because I yeah. want to be a source of motivation sure. for other people. I want to be a, I want like my main goal other than yeah. film and other than anything else, like I want to make a difference. Yeah. I want to influence. I want to affect people. That's like the most important thing. That want that, that. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody should want to do that. And, you know, but that's been like something before I knew that I wanted to do film. I knew that I wanted to do that. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, how can I do that if I don't really love myself? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I, how am I supposed to yeah. influence and affect other people if like the person who's doing that, it isn't as positive and like, and, and just full as they can be. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a little bit of hypocritical and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I want to kind of live by example, lead by example. Yeah. And you know, live just and lead, lead, live and live. Yeah, thing, right? yeah. I can't speak, but yeah, those things. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't know to to anybody that I think is is concerned about it. I you know, I waited what three and a half years because I was using the excuse. I think that you know, oh, my doctor said that I needed to watch my you know what I um, did for exercise. And, oh, I have these allergies. Oh, I have this. Yeah, like I have a lot of health restrictions, but I'm still doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I understand that a lot of people have a different, a lot of different restrictions. But it's just the end result and seeing just, again, within that first three weeks, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just any type of progress, it feels so good once you're here. And I never thought of that. Yeah. I, never, I never thought that that could be, you know, a thing. So... I don't know. I don't know if that answers anything. No, that does. That does. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, I mean, we have in terms of like athletics, and mm -hmm. they always think of basketball when I mm -hmm. when I draw these type of references. Yeah, because ball is life, obviously. Ball is life. Yep. Um, there's a term like going on the offensive. Yep. Right. Like it's in, in some respects, to a sports, the best defense is a great offense. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I've, I found with with many things in life, many things that we do, taking action, going on the offensive is the best way that you can see results. Yeah. Because if you're on the defensive with many of these things, like you were, you know, you can talk yourself out of of new opportunities that yeah. could help you. Yeah. In, in that sense. Easily. And so just from hearing you, it sounds like you went on the offensive, like, okay, so these are going on with my with my health. Mm -hmm. Uh but I'm sick and tired of this. Like fuck this. Yeah. I, there's no I I can't life this can't be life. Yeah. Right now. Pretty much. It, it's gotta get better. This can't always be what it is. I'm like twenty something years old, yeah. young guy, uh, let's just figure this shit out. And so that's awesome that you did that because Thanks, I, like, you know, sometimes I, I wish more understood that they just got to decide, yeah. right? They just got to decide that 
That's the first thing. They want to change and, and it can happen because there's yeah. plenty of other ailments out there that people suffer from. A lot worse. That are even worse. Yeah, a than lot that. worse. I have so many friends that have fibromyalgia. Yeah. It's like one of the worst like degenerative autoimmune diseases you can have. Yeah. And they could sit there and be like, oh, woe is me. Or they can do everything they can to take care of themselves. A lot of them do. Um, and there's plenty of people that have all these different, you know, it's diabetes is rampant. Yeah. Uh, high blood pressure and these other, other, like, so many other restrictions on top of my head. Yeah. So many restrictions. There's so many food allergies that exist. Yeah. Um, intolerant food intolerances that exist. Again, a lot worse than what I have. And I completely understand that. Yeah. And you know, yeah. everyone falls somewhere yeah. on that spectrum. Um, a lot of it is just the mindset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's the story that you're telling yourself yeah. about your own life, about your own situation. Yeah. And if you believe it can get better, guess what? It's going to get better. Yep. If you don't believe it can get better, guess what? It's probably not ever going to get better because then you're not going to be open and you won't be aware of the opportunities that are that are available that can help benefit you. Uh, so with that being said, Michael. Yes. Mind if I call you Michael? I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you can as long as you say it like that. Michael. Thank you. So it can be he's reprimanded. someone that... <laughs> you have a ruler? Mike is... Mike also... Michael, I hope you don't mind if I, if I say this. I talked to you a little bit mm-hmm. too. Mike, someone that he admitted uh, to me recently that you know he's had some self body uh, images of himself, and he has had, he's had some self talk about his own body that hasn't been the most positive. It hasn't been the most supportive of himself, as you can tell in the previous thing that we talked about <laughs> in this in the podcast. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I've seen that that's changing. Yep, day by day, week by week. But again, to reference back as someone that never really had an exercise background, has for years was scared yeah. for his life of doing it. Um, and in some ways, like not happy with his own body at the same time, too. Obviously, with that, maybe the gym's intimidated you at some point. Mm-hmm. Exercise in general intimid- has intimidated you. Uh, can you give maybe a little maybe reassurance to many out there about those type of thoughts that they have about just? being fearful of number one of exercise and the gym of just that environment for someone that's new. Yeah. Uh, and in terms of how, in terms of getting over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also in terms of the actions to take, to do that, because you're someone that regardless of how much that we talk yeah. and, and, I, and I work with Mike as well and helping him change his body around, but that's like he 99% of the time by himself. Yeah. And so what are you doing to keep going? Um, so I feel like a lot of it kind of starts, it, a lot of it has nothing to do with the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of the mindset has nothing to do with the gym at all. And it has to do with, you know, your own types of ideas about yourself. Uh, and I think when you start really comparing yourself to to what's put on to you as like being, I don't want to say like normal, but I mean, social media sucks, right? <laughs> so like, I think it can be agreed upon that like social media sucks, yeah. but uh, that's never good. Yeah, fake motherfuckers. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. Um, Chris Borukim, uh <laughs> at Chris Borukim. And, uh, <laughs> and the realists get familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think about the best way to put this because I needed to know I needed to get to a point where I wanted to change for me mm-hmm. and not just to look better for an exterior motive 
Like I, I needed to make sure that I didn't want to just look better to look better on the outside for other people. I wanted to feel better on the inside to, you know, that like that's what I needed my priority to be. And I used to realize that like I just wanted to look better so I would appear better mm -hmm. rather than to feel better. And I feel like when that's your motive and that's your intention and actually a good friend of mine, Lee, said that to me years ago um, when I was talking to him about some stuff and when he was going through some weight loss and, and you know, he was doing it for internal reasons. But uh, it was something that always stuck with me. And because I realized at that time, I was like, I just want to like look better to like look better right now. Like, yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to like, I wasn't thinking about feeling better. And I was like, wow, okay, well, now then I don't think that this is the right time for me to really get, you know, <laughs> get better. So once it clicked where it was like internally, I... When I did start trying to go to the gym, I mean, even still, I try to go later when there's less people because I still have a little bit of that gym anxiety, if you want to say. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I will say, which was really, really cool, is that when you and I went, and I think that you can back me up on this, uh, is that you could probably tell that I gave a shit and that I wanted your help because I zoned everything out. And that's what I tried to do when I was with yep. you. I tried to zone no matter how many people were there because we went earlier than what I would usually go, <laughs> which was still late. It was like nine, yes. nine ten o'clock, but like at night. And, and, uh, and you know, and he was having me do some stuff that I, I've never done and that I, I wouldn't do in public. Um, but, and felt like it, yep, looked ridiculous, felt like an idiot. But I tried to just kind of clear my brain and think about like, what I'm doing has nothing to do with anybody else. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, no, like none of this is for them. Like, this is all for me. So why should I give a shit what anybody else is thinking right now? Yeah. And like, that's it. And like, that's it. So I just kind of zoned out. I paid attention to everything that you were kind of, you know, throwing my way and trying to focus on that and really just clear it out. Not worrying about anybody else that was there, which was really, really cool. But I think, again, that came from an internal place. It wasn't about trying to get you know, that physical transformation or yeah. for an exterior or superficial uh, motive. Mm -hmm. It was just because I was like, all right, well, I'm doing this for me. Fuck everybody else. I'm being selfish. Yeah. That's just gotta, how it is. You yeah. gotta be. Oh man. Like I, so I, in the first uh, one and two episodes yep. of this podcast, um, I referenced things like that mm -hmm. in terms of just not giving two fucks yeah. about what people think not just one but yeah, two not just one yeah but two yeah like that's that's two the important thing whole not giving fucks. two whole fucks yeah uh, about what people think of you when you're at the gym because whether you guys know it or not when you walk into any club to exercise really when you're exercising anywhere all the insecurities you have about the way you look about things that you're actually doing for exercise every single person there 90 okay 95 percent of the people there they have the same insecurities you have. Yeah. They have the same critiques that you have about yourself that they have mm -hmm. about themselves. Yeah. And most of the time, pe people are either in their own zone, doing their own thing, looking at someone else exercising and thinking, oh, that looks cool or, or, or something like that, right? Because they don't yeah. know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Or they're like checking another guy or girl out. Or something <laughs> like that. Most of the time, like, it's not, no one's really there to judge you. Well, that's, like, well, that's what I meant by I was just focused on you. Yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah, that's why you kept eye contact the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Didn't break it. Yeah. It was sensual. Yeah, I see you looking at my belt. Say if you um, keep eye contact yeah, for four yeah. minutes, you fall in love. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I think we were at like 40. Yeah. Um, but those, those thoughts that we have of ourselves in the gym, everyone has those. And don't think in this case that you're the only one that has those type of feelings. Because every single other person, number one, has them. And I'd be, I would guarantee you that the person or the people that you see in the gym 
and working out that you think look really good or look really fit, they're probably much more hypercritical of themselves than you are of yourself. Yeah. You just wouldn't think that just because of the way they look. But again, looks don't mean anything, nope. honestly, in this world. When it comes to fitness, aesthetics doesn't mean you're healthy. You can look fit. doesn't mean you actually are internally. Yep. Right? People would look at Mike before and they, they would think, oh, he's a relatively healthy guy. Right? Yep. They wouldn't know everything going on internally with him. Yeah. Because uh, I used to hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be very selective of what I wore. The real. Like, Who knows? He was smuggling real, an elephant under there. Yeah. <laughs> the real the real feeling that we're looking for it's more internal it's more intrinsic it's more of a energy and vitality every single day because there's also plenty of people that they have fit tone lean muscle their movements crap they can't bend, they can hardly bend over to touch their shoes i don't want that type of body yeah there's plenty of people that you know they're they're beautiful human beings but their energy's crap every day they need like eight coffees to function yeah. or else they can't do anything like that's not a natural energy at, used at to be I would, I would want I mean, that was me in that three-year span <laughs> like an excessive amount yeah. i mean still like coffee became my brand because of that yeah, and there's nothing uh, wrong with coffee it's can, just like, can i say this real yeah. quick fun fact and this is something that probably nobody knows is that i didn't start really drinking coffee until everything happened with my heart no shit. yeah because think about it it's such like something that's associated with me yeah. now that like people they i get tagged and stuff all the time i get it's become yeah. like part of my quote unquote brand yeah. personal brand i did not start drinking more coffee before that i probably have one coffee every six months well what's interesting with that i'd, I'd be curious obviously there's no way we can test this yeah more, yeah but within doing that because coffee is a stimulant it's going to mm -hmm. raise your heart rate yeah. And so if you're having all these coffees all, all the time, your heart rate's elevated and you're doing all this activity, it's going to, it may have appeared that there's something more there in terms of like the asthma, in terms of how hard your heart's working because you're drinking so much of a stimulant all the yeah. time that's going to increase your heart rate. Well, again, that was after everything with the heart. So like, so exactly everything, too. That's not sort of yeah, so it, that feeling. yeah, so it had, but the, they even said that, you know, the, that coffee had nothing to do with it. Cause I asked them and I was like, is coffee going to be bad? They're like, no. And then when they said how many ounces, yeah, yeah, give me more, bring it in. Yeah. So I ended up drinking excessive amounts of coffee because I couldn't get energy from natural fruits. Yeah. I couldn't get, or, or from natural fruits and vegetables. I couldn't get the, you know, natural energy from working out. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, where do I go? And then I started drinking coffee. And then, you know, years later it become part, it became part of a personal brand and that's what I'm associated with. So fun fact that people do not know is that it didn't happen until there was a medical issue. And then I switched gears and I started consuming a lot more coffee than I should have on your day-to-day -day basis. But sorry for that little side note. No, that's that hilarious. Yeah, I throw that in there because oh that God. seems completely counterproductive. It, yes, but, it does. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I have gone down. I only have one a day. I have one a day, and then I have a thing of kombucha. And so, again, this is shout nothing out. against coffee. Everyone knows nope. a lot of coffee lovers out there. I really enjoy coffee. I myself. bathe in coffee. But if, if you're having like like five plus cups a day, I have an IV next to my bed. There's, <laughs> yeah, then it's probably you're probably a little more dependent on that. True. Uh, than would like to be. Um, little side note on coffee. Anyone out there in the morning when you wake up early and you feel like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I need a coffee. You actually don't need a coffee five minutes after waking up. You actually just need to wake the fuck up. <laughs> You're not actually like every yeah. single person is tired when yeah. they wake up like a few minutes after they get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're not special. Like you're not <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but like every single person is tired a few minutes after waking need, up out of bed. I need my go juice. Like give yeah. it. <laughs> Please like, go have 12, 16 ounces of water. Take at least an hour to two before you have anything. Yeah. Um, and then if you're still sluggish, okay, invite some coffee. But every single person is tired right when they wake up in the morning. 
Yep. I just wanted to say that. But just I, want to get that I, out I there. I wanted to get that out there. I just wanted to get that out there. As you can tell, I feel some type of way. Um, but yes. <laughs> and so, Mike. Yes. Before we end here, um, I don't know anything else you want to say to anyone listening or any any plug you want to put in. Shout out anyone. Um. Let's see. I wasn't prepared for this question. No. Um, no, I mean, I, again, I mean, just to reiterate everything, I, I'm just really, I, I can't express enough how just important your own body is. And I know that a lot of people probably hear this all the time and it's drilled into them and, you know, it was always drilled into me and I never took it serious and I'm, and I'm, you know, not trying to be annoying about it. But like, seriously, like this is your body. This is, you get one. We don't get another one. Yeah. You know, like I can't express that enough. And and I never cared. I never cared that this was yeah. the only body. I never thought about it. And one thing that I do want to shout out though, is my dad. Um, have you met my dad? At some point you have, right? A couple times. So yeah. Juice Willis. So he, uh, <laughs> Papa Juice, he is, he's going to kill me for saying this because he looks like he's in his early fifties, but he is in his late sixties. And he wakes up every morning at about 3.34, goes to the gym every day before he goes to work. Every single day. Dude, I saw Why him. I he is a beast, though. What like, him health-wise, he <laughs> a while ago, well, what happened years ago is that I used to get, he, he would be very kind of, like, pushy. I think yeah. that this kind of messed with my subconscious a little bit. But he used to be a little pushy about me being, you know, more active. Because he wasn't active for a long time. And in, like, his late 30s or something or his early 40s, like, he started to be more active with his body. He, he waited that extra while before really taking his body seriously. And, like, he quit out drinking a long time ago. He stopped smoking. He stopped all that stuff. And uh, he just focused on his body. He ran the Boston Marathon once. Like, I think the year that I was born, um, he Shit. ran. And... Like he, uh, but yeah, dude, I saw him again. He's like late sixties. I'm not going to say exactly the number you kill me, but late sixties, I saw him with his shirt off the other day and I just looked at him and I'm, and I'm like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> ripped, ripped, stupidly ripped. Like, yeah, yeah, he is. One, one time he, he, I like, he challenged me to a push up contest and left me in the dust. And like, he, he's just ripped, man. Like you're over there being like, yeah, 8% body fat, whatever. But like, you know, he, <laughs> He, I saw it. I was like, oh, but he used yeah. to, I, he used to, uh, be on me about going to the gym and be on me about all this other stuff. And used to kind of say some stuff when I was a little bit younger, just about if I would like, he'd like say like, oh yeah, nice muffin top or something. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. like body positive in a really good way. Again, just how he was brought up and all that. But I think he used it as motivation to try to mentally get me to go to the gym when it actually did just the opposite. And it made me feel like shit. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to motivate somebody, take a delicate approach, depending on how you go about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, but I do have to say like, he is super understanding of what I'm doing now, which I cannot thank him enough for being very understanding because he is very traditional in the sense of, you know, a lot of things and, you know, trying to explain to him this whole vegan thing, you know, when he's a, he's a meat eater himself, he eats, you know, but he eats really healthy regardless. And obviously he's in incredible shape, but like, He's been very understanding. So being able to like have a support system with what you're doing, have people surrounding you, whether it's family, whether it's a significant other, whether it's friends, having people that like support what you're doing. Yes. Um, and again, not just for your looks, but for how you feel in you as a person is so important. And if you can't, in, in anything that you do, not just fitness and health, yeah, but I mean like sure. anything, um, you know, if there aren't people around you that support you or support what you're doing, then like that is so negative 
for your mental, which then ends up affecting your physical. And it's just all of the, I don't know, that's such a huge contributing factor because as strong as you are as a person, if you put yourself in a shitty environment, like that's one of those things that you don't realize is crumbling you when you're trying to better yourself in every aspect of your life. Yeah. So like that is huge, not just in health, but in anything that you're doing. Facts. That's all I can say. Hashtag yeah. facts on that. Uh, thank you so much, Mike. Um, anyone else you want to shout out for 41st? Any projects coming up? Anyone to listen to um, watch for? Yeah. I mean, again, just... I, I think that there's so many really, really good artists and, and humans that are in the 41st community that I, I would have to say, you know, check them all out. I mean, we know that Seth Ballesteri is on Megastar right now, so make sure to vote for Shout him. Shout out Kicks and Strings. Shout out Kicks and Strings. Um, you know, but you got everybody. You got ASEC, DC, Etai, Life Music, uh, so many other people, man. Blind Spot. I don't want to start dropping people because I'm going to forget them and I don't want okay. them to. But there's just a bunch of good, genuine people. Head over to the 41st page. Check out some of the artists and some of the communities that we work with, as well as MS's BS Drake It which is a charity that we team up with a lot. We have our custom merch with them where 30% of our proceeds goes to that charity. And uh, everything that we do has a charitable aspect to it because in the long haul, as I said, making a, making a difference and uh, you know making an impact and influence is something that's important to us. So Definitely. any little way that we can do that. Yeah. And then shout out to you, Chris Boyer. For uh, for one, bringing me on here, but mainly uh, helping me in my health journey and fitness journey, and I appreciate you a lot for that. And Kim, and Kim, but also Chris. Mainly Kim. <laughs> mainly Kim, mainly yeah, Kim. because she would again kick my ass if I didn't. But no, she <laughs> speaking about support, huge supporter, and really uh, helping me stay on my shit when it comes to how I eat and everything else. But no, but seriously, thank you. I, I appreciate you a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, appreciate anyone listening. And remember, guys, everyone, change starts with you. Be, from last podcast, be body selfish. If you take care of yourself, you can take care of everybody else. We will see you next time. Later.